Spiritual pain. Whoa. Whoa. Spiritual pain are you in? Um, a lot of... Uh, it, <laughs> I'm transient between the binaries of is there a God and is there not. Yeah. Is that how you're spiritually injured? Y- yep. That was my exact thought. In reality, it's just like Patrick sitting on a little pogo machine. Oh, I thought that was the chair. <laughs> Don't rock in that chair anymore. The chair has had it. Yep. Had it. It has had it. It has what? It. What is it? What is it? What is it? <sighs> How long Shit, after we got to here on Sunday did I fall asleep on the couch outside? Immediately. Mm-hmm. It was pretty immediately. I remember looking at the moon, and I was like, I can't wait for that thing to be fully eclipsed. <laughs> then I was like... It, was, it wasn't immediately. It was probably like 20 minutes. Maybe. Ish. I made a really great impression. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Can you stop? Hey, but you didn't cry at Ripcord. Did we go to Ripcord? No. Can <laughs> you imagine? What? Because I was, I was blacked out. Yeah. You know. That makes sense. <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> yeah. So you were not drunk at all? No. Uh, n- no. Huh. I was. <laughs> wow. Why? Because. I mean, I remember everything. Really? Mostly. I'm talking like you were talking and you would not stop. Yeah, who was I talking to? I don't know. I the heard wall. your voice. And I was like, oh, in God, your dreams, so grating. While you were sleeping on the couch. Yeah, it was a nightmare. <laughs> oh God, what is he saying now? <laughs> it was just you having a phone conversation with an, uh, a telemarketer. Yeah, that makes and sense. You're like, you know, I've never really had thought about life insurance. Why don't you tell me some more? But I'm listening. No, actually, it's the opposite. Where they're like, I'd like to offer you some life insurance. Well, what exactly would you define as life? Let me go ahead and tell you my answer and just start going. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, let me try to say, have you ever thought the, about changing out your floors? The, sir, sir, I need, I need to go. No, no, no. You called me. Let me go ahead and talk real fast. I have to get this off my chest. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you about my stressful relationship. Have do you or a loved one? Do you know yourself? What do you have? You or a loved one ever been uh, diagnosed with mesothelioma? You could be entitled to a lump cash sum. Call J H E. Eight seven seven cash now. Eight seven seven cash now. Yeah. Anyways, um, that might have been more than like four measures, so probably copywritten, but that's fine. That's free advertising. What if you just got like, speaking of like being flagged for things, uh, on my Instagram, I, I don't, on my Instagram, I don't really use it for many things, but the story feature, the stories, you can post like something for 24 hours and then like people can view them. Uh, I use it to post really stupid memes that I find that are quite funny. Um, well, I posted this one back at the, be- the beginning of April, and it was of uh, Britney Spears in her flight attendant uniform, but it- in black and white. And it's like, this is the first female flight attendant. And my grandmother, who's the first female, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, classic meme that you people see all over Twitter. Warner oh, Brothers was like. I got a notification no today from Instagram that said, 
one of your posts has been flagged for false information. And so I click on it, and it was one of my stories that I posted of that from April 6th of this year. And those things delete themselves after 24 hours. So it's like, it has been six weeks, and you are now flagging that as false and notifying me that it was flagged as false. Well, counterpoint, though. It is false. It's that she was not the first flight attendant. That's exactly what it described to me. I actually clicked on it to be like, why is it false? And it was like, this is a picture of Britney Spears, not a not the fe- first female flight attendant. And I was like, no <laughs> shit. Olga Osavoya. I was like, N- what? I don't understand. But then I had two questions. One, did someone flag that? Like one of my like followers report that? And I then, would have done it. T- yeah, true. And then <laughs> number two. I flag all your posts. <laughs> This is abuse. Why no, does he keep showing up? I scroll up? down to the bottom and I say, uh, induces harm on others. Mm-hmm. That is true. Terrorism. But, I mean, that makes sense. Um, and then number two was, was that like reviewed by an actual human? And if so, I feel very bad for them. <laughs> that they had to then be like, this is not the first female flight attendant. This is Britney Spears. I assume it was probably just a, a technology thing, but no, also I want it to be a person, and I want it to be a standard form. I would like I to imagine to a human. Out. Yeah, I know, me too. I would like to imagine that as a human being that got that photo and was like, "This is Britney Spears," and because they, I'm sure they probably also saw that one multiple times because that's not the first time that it has shown up anywhere. <laughs> so then it was like we're letting you, we're letting your followers know that this was uh, like false. So we're gonna like put like false, like a. False information thing on it. And I'm like... And nobody can see it. No one can see it because it deleted itself six weeks ago. <laughs> because it was a story that was on there for 24 fucking hours. I don't know. It was really funny to me. It's probably just some one of your um, minute amount of followers. It was just like, wouldn't it be funny if I said this is false information? This is on Instagram, not even on Twitter. So like... Even more of a minute amount of followers. Yes, exactly. Small. Small. Very small. How do you spell that? S-O-M... No. S-M-O... S-O-M-L. S-M-O-L. Is that right? Did I spell that right? S-M-O-L. S-M-O-L. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you been thinking about? Uh, um, do you ever wonder uh, if the water in your house, like, stops running when all the faucets are off? It does. But then how is it just ready to go at the tap? Because it's ready to go at the tap. There's a pressure system. Pressure? No. (laughs) No one say anything. I barely know her. Oh. Hmm. But where does the pressure come from? (laughs) Well, it like fills up all the pipes all the way to the top. Mm -hmm. And then when you're on the bottom, it's like, I'm ready to explode. But where's it coming from? Outside. Where's that coming from? From water treatment facilities. What's putting the pressure? The water in the water tower. (laughs) Gravity. Gravity! (laughs) And besides that, if it's not, it's a pump. Hmm. International sign for pump. You sound like you work for the feds. Let me just tell you what you're going to find out today. Ooh, the end of this is the entire podcast has been a conspiracy theory. I don't even know you. <laughs> My name is Special Agent We James. have been building up 148 weeks to tell you all of that me and Spencer don't actually know each other. And my name is not Chris. And, his and name I'm is... from Finland. <laughs>
Oh my god, that would be the biggest, like, <laughs> go fuck yourself in the world. <laughs> and then we come back for episode 149 right afterwards. Oh, I don't know why you're laughing. We just gave away all of our secrets. Everyone will know Okay, now. delete it. Just bleep it all. Bleep. <laughs> Can you imagine someone just listening to our podcast? What if we block? What if we bleep every single time that we said uh, like a fuck? Uh, I mean, a, a curse word, a fuck word. I want to. I want to uh, edit it and play our podcast backwards. Upload it backwards. Oh, like that would sound like simlish, which we already kind of talked like that. I'm gonna do it for this episode, and people will be like, "What happened?" They revealed the the final secrets of the universe, and now the universe doesn't want them to know. And it just I, I like screwed it all up. Is. Yeah. Hmm. The feds. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Men in black. Why well, gotta be black? Well, a gray suit is not as formal. I have a blue suit. That's not formal. And you don't look formal. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Simpson. Oh. <laughs> the offense. That's rude. Um, have I ever been non-rude to you? What have you come to expect from me? I step foot in this house. And I'm told to leave from the second that you open the door. <laughs> well, you, you, you were like, I'm going to go up there. I'm, I'm going to make all those dogs I'm going to make the dogs bark. If I bring that doorbell, none of you have figured it out. Yeah, my phone would have said somebody's at the door, and I've been like, that's probably a glitch. How often do you check your phone? Sometimes. <laughs> Occasionally. Every once in a while? If seldomly. you told me at, like, 16 that sometimes I would not see a text message as it came in, mm. I'd be like, no, you're fucking crazy. No, I know when it's coming. Because I always had my phone on uh, noise or uh, on vibrate, always. Well, mine and, was always on vibrate. It's still on vibrate. I'm just Oh, like, mine is not. My shorts are going crazy again. What is happening there? Someone's calling me. It's really windy. Oh, well. <laughs> it's really windy. <laughs> oh, the chair, I swear. No, it wasn't. <laughs> just reeked ass. <laughs> Yesterday, I was hugging one of the girls. <laughs> Squeezed too hard? Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I'm gassy. <laughs> I'm like... Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and apparently she had farted. Uh-huh. But I left the room. And then Thomas went to go say goodnight to her. And he was like, oh, what? God. <laughs> <laughs> my nose burns. I'm on fire. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I had such a great time on Sunday that I think I yelled a little too much. Or uh, talked too loud. Because my voice has not completely returned since then. Really? Yeah. Well, what did we do? <laughs> I don't know. What was I yelling for? Maybe I was yelling back there. Was I yelling at the possum running on the line? I don't know. What time did you go home? Like 11. <laughs> was it 11? No, I feel like it was around 11. Well, I think I went to bed at like 10.30. Yeah, it makes sense. We like went to bed. We went to bed. We left like pretty much right after you went to bed. Oh, good. No, it was three hours after. <laughs> 2 a.m. We went. Uh, we actually went back to the bars. Ripped ass. Ripped. <laughs> no, I think the the party was uh, shutting down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. we have been going since yeah <laughs> nine a.m. Oh. 
No. I made quiche. Oh. And mimosas? Quiche and mimosas. Well, they had... um, uh, Screwdrivers? Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys. Hmm. Okay. So that means you guys were more lit than I expected when I showed up. Yeah. (laughs) So then it makes sense why. I was like, come on out. (laughs) And you were like... But I have to shower. And you're like, we're gonna be there. Fuck up! (laughs) Stop your bitch ass whining. Comrade. And then I showed up. He's like, "Mm, wine. You can't have any. And we had three (laughs) bottles. Oh god. (laughs) How fun. You know what else is fun? I just figured that was a good little spot to... Reese Gallopold. <laughs> yes. That show that Americans have a pro- reported feeling... Rapoid. Feeling stress, worry, and anger in the highest levels in over a decade. While we are growing more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to studies, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can, but what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Big Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs, and Big Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients, and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BigBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Big Bones offers free shipping on all, or, all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using promo code SPOOPY15. SPOOPY15. I said it. Yeah, nobody could hear either of us. <laughs> Big Bones is LGBTQ owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Big Bones proudly donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Need your bones ASAP or want to support small businesses? Baked Bones are now available at Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights or at Man Ready Mercantile on South Congress in Austin. Baked Bones! You know who um, recently got their baked bones? Bailey? No, my mother. My mother ordered baked bones. and she she eat them? She, yeah, she ordered them on a Friday, um, and they got them on Monday. Oh, wow! So they, they she got them very quickly, uh, and she was like, "Oh, I want to use them on um, my older brother's dog Scout that they're watching for the week." Older brother. Yeah, honestly, he probably neither. Um, <laughs> and uh, so she was like, oh, "I don't think I'm going to get them in time." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "I, I don't know." They. Sh- Typically, shit pretty fast, but I was like, but also, I'm in Houston, they're also in Houston, you know, it takes a day to get them. Um, they ship them to you? Oh, do you get them driven over here? <laughs> oh, you get them, you get them privately delivered? Oh. Anyways. so I can't help it if I'm famous and also a busy mom. Can't help it that I'm gay. What? Yes, you can. You better start. You better stop. Oh, no, you better don't. Anyways, um, I have not heard how she's uh, enjoying them or if the dogs are enjoying them or everyone's enjoying them or what's happening. But um, she got them very quickly and she's excited to use them. Wow. So real test. And she used Booby 15 to get 15% off for uh, bones. And for, uh, bones. she got free shipping because she ordered over $25. So Wow. So I just did the entire thing backwards. We live in the future. We really do. You can order stuff off the internet and send it to your house. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? 
Hold on, let me do it. Let me do you remember when, like, there was a time, like, in the 90s and 2000s where online shopping was, like, trying to get started, but everything was a scam. Or at least yeah. everyone thought it was a scam. It's like, oh, definitely a scam. Which, I know there's plenty of scams out there nowadays, but most things are actual things. I think the the first thing, the first online shopping platform that my dad was like, okay, this is probably legit, was uh, eBay. See, I still thought that that was scamming. We got stuff off of it. Maybe. Always use stuff, though. Yeah. Like, this, is, this is so cool. Yeah. I ordered an Aqua CD off of eBay. And yes, it did have Barbie Girl on it. It was good. And the gays are mad that the Barbie Girl's not going to be in the Barbie movie. I still have the CD. I'll play it. I'll if play I it during the entire it. Barbie movie. Just play the song on repeat the entire thing. I'm a Barbie girl. Just dance around the living room while Margot Robbie's playing Barbie. I don't know what the children, the children, the children hear things. The children know things mm-hmm. sometimes because mm-hmm. I just saw that Mimi like two days ago. Of Margot Robbie as Barbie? Yeah. And then it's, it was like a headline that was like, she's not, they're not going to play Aqua's Barbie Girl during the movie. Oh, I didn't know that. And everybody was like, why make the movie then? Yeah. And uh, two days after I saw it, the girls come home and they're like, How do you know that song? I have that CD. You guys want to listen? <laughs> you do. Let's go plug this into a CD player somewhere. <laughs> and then they say, what's a CD player? Do you do you still have a CD player in your car? In the Jeep, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's one in the Kia. Mm-hmm. So I think newer cars don't have CD players anymore. Can you believe... Can you believe that? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, technology has gotten to a point. What else? Are you going to plug a USB stick into the car? Can you listen to music that way? I. It just assumes that you have a phone. <laughs> it like, assumes you have bitch, a smartphone. You don't phone. have a phone. Yeah. You dumb as hell. And you have to have streaming on your smartphone in some way, shape, or form. Stop that. <laughs> what? He looks like a jackhammer on that fucking pillow. <laughs> And he gets like, whoa, <sighs> was that as good for you as it was for me? <laughs> it's going to clean up. <laughs> oh, Coco. <laughs> Who did that to my pillow? Anyways, um, my car has a CD player and has an aux uh, cord. Does not have Bluetooth. Because it was built literally the year that like Bluetooth was being built into cars like automatically. Because back then it was like, oh, do you want Bluetooth in your car? It's you know extra thousands of dollars. Now all cars has, just have it. Yeah. No aux cords in there. A 1998 Toyota Corolla. Yeah. With no wheels. Yeah. With wait no wheels, but they're the wheels from a Razor scooter. Like a little tiny thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. So then the bottom of the car is. Just like... <laughs> but the wheels are like. <laughs> They're like fully just melting on the pavement. Yeah. <laughs> That's valid. Makes sense. Um, I've got to go for it again. I'm ready for round two already. That's the stuff. <laughs> Come here, bitch. <laughs> I love that this is the thing that he's like his lover. What else would it be? Kennedy? Maybe. A living creature. <laughs> well, we don't allow him to be around anymore. 
But the fact that he has to lay over when he does it also makes me laugh. <laughs> Maybe that's how they would have done it in real life. <laughs> hey, come here. <laughs> Just tip the dog over. <laughs> Anyways. Happy podcast. Happy po- This is our fourth. That we're starting our fourth season. This is episode one, season four? Epi- already? Yeah, we've already made... No, no, no. This will be final episode <laughs> of season episode three. Episode 52. Yes? Well, kind of. We didn't Ish. really do 52 weeks of stuff. <laughs> but that's okay. Because um, we're, you know, really busy. Busy moms. No, just you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a dog. Does that count? No. No? Okay. Um, but yeah, we are... So I guess next week will be season four, episode one. Yeah. Season four. And I was telling someone, I was like, yeah, our seasons aren't like, you know, we record for eight weeks. They're and that's annual. Season. They're literal annual seasons. And we don't really stop. There's a couple weeks in, in, in there that we can't make <laughs> things align. But, but Our schedules just don't work out. Our, we're just so busy. I'm very busy. We just can't. I just can't. Sometimes I, I lay on the couch with my phone over my face. And I'm looking at the text messages, and then I drop it on my face, of course. And then I pick up. Mine is normally up. I'm like falling asleep while I'm doing it, and then I drop it. And I'm like, oh shit! And then I say, hey, I'm too busy to record today. Yeah, I, I don't have enough time to uh, research today. Lit rally, uh, or I text you, hey, recording, and you go, I don't feel like it today. I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> That's normally how it works. Sometimes life be hard. We just have to tell the world, you know, the behind the scenes. Of People be the gay. Quinta Burns. <laughs> have That's you true. watched Abbott Elementary? I've watched a couple episodes. It's I, okay. I like it. Have you watched a Black Lady Sketch Show? No. Ooh! So funny. Is that the good? It's funnier when Quinta Brunson's on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had a cameo for this uh, season finale. Okay. And she was um, running from hair problems. It was she was like a pedestrian, and like these super villains were after her, and it was like lie relaxer, oh. <laughs> and, and uh, they were attacking her box braids. <laughs> and she, the box braids one was the funniest. She was like, she got out of the box braids, and she was like, no, don't leave me another box braid in the street. <laughs> just leaving. Like, I've seen a box braid in the street. Yeah. I've seen weaves just in the parking lot, and I'm like, yeah, what, what? What, what happened here? You, correct. What led to this to happen? <laughs> where's your home? Yeah. Where's, who, whose head is your home? And where Come on, be? baby. Let's find your, <laughs> let's find your let's, mama. Let's go find you a home. <laughs> and pick up the weed. Ooh. Ooh, a white refrigerator. <laughs> this is the ghetto. Um, speaking of finding things on the street, I was parked in Montrose for an appointment earlier this week. And uh, I got out to the van after the appointment and whatnot. And I was like, what is that? Oh. It was a weave. It was a used condom. <gasps> oh. And I was like, oh. Let's go find you. <laughs> <laughs> What's inside there? Let what, me have a what taste. Is in the- <laughs> oh, no. You're in Montrose by the bars? No, I was in Montrose like off of like... Like West Bell Street or something like that, like up towards like Allen Parkway. Hmm. So like not close. I mean not not far from the bars, but like not like in the neighborhood necessarily. It was just Montrose up towards like Gillette Street. 
I don't have much uh, experience with condoms because I never had a lot of sexual partners. But I feel like some people might open their window and just. What do I do with this? <laughs> you blow it up and woo. <laughs> All of it come on the face. <laughs> <laughs> you, you blow it up and then it goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I imagine most people do. But I don't have much experience with that, so I can't be sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. My favorite is whenever I see things on Twitter that uh, people like, oh, oh, he said uh, that like it's too tight uh, to use, so he like w- doesn't want to use a condom. And, and I so saw a woman put a her put entire it, leg. Entire. Inside. That's what I said. Her entire leg, and she goes, uh, <laughs> I, I can fit my leg in this, and it's fine. She's like, you could cut that shit off and put it in the supermarket. It looks like a sausage. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Shit on pantyhose, though. Yeah, but still. Anyways, um, yeah, that's about the the mm. things that I found in the street. You find anything else in the street? <laughs> what you find in the street? <laughs> what do you find in the street? <laughs> you know, I don't find. I'm not a streetwalker like you, so I don't really experience the gutter very much. Um, do you feel good after that one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was I think it was well That was a good insult. It was well and I was really deadpan about it. Uh-huh. Um who are we talking I was talking about Are your pans normally alive? Always. I'm talking to somebody. The your pans apparently about their delivery of jokes. Who was it? It's somebody Oh yeah, no, never mind. It's nobody that anyone knows, but one of Thomas's friends who like all of his jokes are delivered deadpan, like in every statement that he says is supposed to be a joke. Mm-hmm. So it's just a whole bunch of just like Oh yeah. <laughs> like Ew, don't do I don't that. like that. But that is some people's comedy though. I'm not that kind of person. Mm-hmm. I like to laugh at my own jokes. I love to laugh at my own <laughs> jokes because I'm very funny. Yeah, and sometimes I'll wait for someone to laugh at my joke, or if not, I'll just be like, okay, fine, I'm going to laugh at my own fucking joke, then bitches. I don't even give people time. That's true. <clears throat> that is I'm valid. Like... <laughs> You're like already laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard this one? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, starts beatboxing. Hello. <laughs> Uh, you ready to talk about spoopy stuff now that we're almost 30 minutes in? We probably should, yeah. I think, because I, I have to be awake at 2.30 in the morning. 2.30! I've got most of my stuff packed. <laughs> no. When are you going to sleep? On the plane? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I could stay up all night. I drive Well, the only night. good day you're going to have is when you get there. Yeah, that's true. Because all the rest of it will be snowy. It is go- I'm going from 100 degree weather here in Houston to snoring. 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 <laughs> snoring. Yeah. Do Not snoring. Snow in Australia? Snoring. I'm sure somewhere. I don't know. They must at the bottom or something. Or at the top. Wasn't no. Sean White? Isn't he Australian? No, he's like American, isn't he? Australia be doing some stuff at the Olympics. Sometimes. They got some weird. I mean, they have Australian Winter Olympics. They never. Do they have it. mountains? I thought it was just all deserts and red, like a very red landscape. A very it was Mars. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the training ground for Mars. So if they were like, oh, we colonized Australia. In well, fact, colonized Mars. Mars. That's true. That's what the Mars rover is actually just. 
pictures hanging out in the middle of yeah. nowhere middle of just it, it just drives by uluru just like <laughs> bye <laughs> uh yeah let's talk about some scary things um well as we conclude season three I'm going to talk about something else short so that we can get to your conspiracy theories I again. I love that. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about none other than Glenn Rogers. I know him. Do you actually? No. No. So he was born and raised in Hamilton, Ohio. Um, and he was one of seven children born to Edna Sears and Claude Rogers. A lot of kids. A lot of kids. There's a, like seven of them. That's a lot. Can you imagine having... No. One. <laughs> no, I could not imagine. <laughs> okay. If you had just said children, I thought you were going to say, good, you might have children. And the answer is no. I could not. But one children. Sometimes one ch- I'd be like, child. sometimes I feel like, I'm doing a good job today. <laughs> I could do this for another one. And then he's like, other days you're like, and then uh, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> eat your goddamn food. I will die right now. <laughs> I will throw up on this table and then you have to clean it. <laughs> Eat, <laughs> and then you're going to bed, and then I will too. Because I'm angry. I'm just crying, uh, rolling around, throwing up. Um, I don't still don't understand why that became a thing on Twitter. Well, I don't know. I, Was it I crying, mean, laughing, throwing like... up? Yeah, that's true. Anyways, um, so his father. <laughs> His father, Claude, was a hydropulp operator. Uh, what? Hydropulp operator. P-U-L-P? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was a typo. It was a real thing. Uh, congratulations. At, at the local champion paper company. Oh, okay. So he's like making paper. <laughs> You seem like an expert on this. He's he puts, just he puts the pulp in the water and then they squeeze it, and then there's the paper. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so he was expelled from his uh, junior high school before he was sixteen, uh, and sometime after his expulsion, his then at the time fourteen-year-old girlfriend Deborah Ann Nix got pregnant by another man. Uh, the young couple then got married and then had another child in 1981. In 1983, Nick's filed for divorce, alleging f- physical abuse. So he had two kids by the age of um, like 18. That's a lot of kids for 18. Yeah, but it was also 1980. So like he could easily get a job somewhere and be like, well. To work at a fucking McDonald's. McDonald's and, and have, get a co- have two cars. degree. To get a college degree, have uh, two kids and a wife at home, and be perfectly fine. The girls ate all the nice ones out of this one. What is a red? Does dark a red chocolate. taste differently? Oh. And I'm a child, so I can't eat dark chocolate. I can't eat dark chocolate. Anyway, so, um, oh. So, in, on January 10th of 1994, police discovered remains of a 71-year-old Mark Peters and a, a retired electrician and veteran in a cabin belonging to the family of Glenn Rogers in Bettyville, Kentucky. Bettyville? 
Uh-huh. Um, so Peters had taken Glenn Rogers in and allowed him to live in his home before October of 1993 when Mark Peters was reported missing along with his car and several valuable uh, personable items. Personable. Person- the, val- the items are definitely personable. <laughs> that you get along well with them. It's all his condom. Mm-hmm. It... <laughs> no. <laughs> Giraffe. Yeah, there you go. Or you do the... Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm going to make you sound like at the end of this? (laughs) Oh, Oh, perfect. That gets me going. Oh, fuck. That's good. That's the stuff. I hate that so much. Put it in. Um, So his valuable, personable items included antiques, guns, and a collection of coins. Did you ever collect coins when you were a kid? Fuck no. Oh, I absolutely did. I kind of did. When they had the state ones on there. Yes. I was like, okay. But then they were also like, these state ones are going to be rare. I have the... My mom gave me that book, like, when I got into college. Literally, what am I doing with it? Like, I can use it to go get laundry. Like... You can get all of those coins again. Easily. The this this book want? is not rare. Which ones do I want? I don't want any of them. Maine? I can give you Maine if you want that. I don't want it. I have I have it. What am I going to do with it? Put it in the coin collection book. <laughs> Take it. Get another one and a penny and go to one of those cranking machines and crank out mm. an image on a penny. That's true. What a waste of penny. But what can you buy for a penny? What could you ever buy for a penny? In our time? Nothing. Nothing. You couldn't even buy a flattened penny with a penny. You had to pay, I mean, sometimes they were like a dollar. I know. Did you ever do like those wax ones like that at, were at the zoo? Mm-mm. Hmm, I did. Waste of money. I don't know why I ever got my parents to do that. Lots of machines like that. I'd always be like, Mom, Dad, I'm going to do it. And they'd always be like, why? Yeah. And now I'm like, Stand. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to do that because it's useless. What? What do you mean you don't want to get uh, a dollar store toy that I'll play with for five minutes in the car and then throw away? Put it in my closet somewhere. And then when we clean out the closet, you're like, I forgot I had that. And then play with it for I five really more minutes. With it. And then it would go back in the closet and never be used again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine growing up? I did. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, now that Awkward I have children, silence. I'm like, I have 100% grown up. I really enjoy couponing. Couponing and uh, alcohol. That's just our, our, like, orange juice when we were kids. Popsicles. But now you can make them frozen, uh, like, margaritas. Dailies. Yeah. Dailies. Dailies, Baileys. Any of the Ailies. I yeah. like those. You can my dog? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's sweet. Baileys. Irish coffee creamer. It's about as close to Baileys as you can get without your eyes getting wet. Uh-huh. Nothing. Um, so Kennedy. Oh, hello. Welcome. So, um, Rogers had apparently disappeared as well, and it was reportedly his older brother Clay, who or I don't know. He, yeah, I think it's his older. No, his brother. That's related to him. 
uh, that uh, led police to search the family cabin for clues, leading to the discovery of Peters' skeleton, which was found bound to a chair and covered in a pile of furniture. Because that'll really make sure no one finds it. Just a big old <laughs> stack of... chair and armoire on top Let's of just them. stack a bunch of couches around <laughs> Then you won't see them. <laughs> Why is this couch standing up? Have you ever played oh. Fallout 4? No. I hide a lot of stuff. In couches? In rubble. Oh, okay. That's fine. Okay. That makes sense. But anyways, so on September 28th of 1995, none other than Sandra Gallagher. The Sandra Gallagher? The Sandra Gallagher. Of Gallagher, Gallagher, and Gallagher? Uh-huh. Three wow. Gs. Uh, she was a 33-year-old mother of three. Uh, she crossed paths with Rogers at McRed's Bar and Van News Nuys? Van Nuys. Van no, Nuys. Van Nuys, California. Um, the next day, <laughs> Gallagher's uh, strangled and badly burned corpse was found in her car near Rogers' Van Nuys apartment. Uh, authorities allege that after murdering Gallagher, Rogers moved to Mississippi, Louisiana, and Florida and killing women in each state. <laughs> Those are states that are not known for uh, murder and uh, bad fuckers. Bad things? No. Florida, in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Florida. F- uh, well, he skipped, I mean, he skipped Alabama. Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, Florida. Those are the three sh- shits. T- you also just listed four things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those one plus one plus one plus one is three. The three. <laughs> No, see if it was one plus one plus one plus one is four, but one plus one plus one plus one is three. Because the thumb doesn't count as a finger. I don't like your math. So does that mean that you You count and base? (laughs) Because it's true. Anyways, so um, I'm not going to talk about that yet. Why did I write that? Um, So then we move on to Kathy Carroll. Uh, who was a sister to a woman named Linda Price. Uh, so Kathy said that Price had met Rogers at a beer tent in at the Mississippi State Fair. Just a great place to meet men. In you a know? beer tent. The, the beer tent at a state fair. I can only imagine it was muddy in there because have you ever gone to like a state fair or like a chili cook-off or something like that? Lots of mud. There's, oh, it, has it rained recently? No, it's just muddy. Because people just take their beers and they're like, they have like a half a beer left. And, they're and like, they drop on the go. ground. Yeah. Or they just piss wherever. And so it turns the ground muddy. So you're walking around in beer and piss. And it's like, it, and it destroys the grass with too many people. So it just turns into a giant mud pit real fast. It's it's great. Um, so I can only imagine it smelled like beer and piss in this muddy tent. Uh, but they There's were like. a really Ooh. hilarious story that Martha told us. Yeah. That I don't think you were around for. And then she was going to a, a funeral. Uh-huh. Of somebody that was important to her. And her uh, sibling, there was at like the wake afterward, or the what is that afterwards? The reception. Reception, yeah. Yeah. So she's from Louisiana. <laughs> so they had a food or whatever, and her brother comes. She's like standing outside talking to people and smoking a cigarette and like doing funeral things. Mm-hmm. And so he opens the door and throws. <laughs> Her plate full of food out onto the lawn, looks at her, and just goes back inside. What the fuck? 
Hey, here's this food. He was like, <laughs> here's a bunch of shit I don't want. <laughs> and just dead. I I can only imagine just like eye contact, like just yeah. walks up. Oh well. Um, yeah. Well, so that's what I'm imagining is happening at this Mississippi State Fair. Um, so. Yes, it's the dishwasher. Oh. I keep talking. <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> Kathy Carroll, who was sisters with this Linda Price girl, um, remembers that her sister repeatedly said, ain't he good looking? About this uh, Rogers guy, Glenn Rogers. Uh, so Rogers and Price apparently uh, dated a little bit, and they sh- briefly shared an apartment in Jackson, Mississippi. Um the great last city. Great city, yeah. Uh, so last time Carol saw her sister, Linda Price, was the night before Halloween of 1995, when the two were planning to have Carol's grandchildren go trick-or-treating at Price's apartment complex. Uh, however, the next day, Price did not answer her door, and Rogers was gone. Similar to the other killings, Price and Rogers met over drinks. Like the other women, Price was in her 30s and had red hair. She was then found dead in her bathtub. Oh. How? How? Just dead there. Dead of what? Stabbed. Stabbed. Um, So on November 5th of 1995, Tina Marie Cribbs was last seen leaving the Showtown Bar in Gibsonton, Florida, (laughs) with Rogers. Uh, The bartender told police that Rogers had bought Cribbs and her friends drinks uh, and that Rogers later asked Cribbs for a ride home. Um, No, for a ride. And we don't know where. Um, Two days later... A member of the cleaning staff of the Tampa, Tampa 8 Inn discovered Cribs's body in a bathtub, like Price in Mississippi. She had been stabbed in the chest and the buttocks. Stabbing. So well, but also, why in the butt? Like, I, I don't know. Um, so a clerk at the motel told authorities that uh, Rogers had arrived at the motel a few, few days before the murder. On November 5th, Rogers paid for an extra night and asked that his room not be cleaned. The clerk then saw Rogers putting his belongings into a white Ford uh, Festiva. Um, at uh, The next day, Cribs's wallet was then discovered at a rest area in North Florida. Uh, the fingerprints lifted from her wallet and the motel room were matched to Rogers's. On November 13th, Rogers was arrested in Kentucky driving Cribs's car, which he claimed to have been, uh, which he claimed had been lent to him. He also said that Cribs was alive whenever he left the motel. And on July 11th, 1997, Rogers was convicted and sentenced to death for the murder of Tina Marie Cribs. Before we get there, since I did spoil a little bit, uh, Andy Giles Sutton was a known acquaintance of Rogers. Uh, her slash body was found on uh, November 9th of 1995 on a punctured waterbed in her apartment in uh, Bossier City, Louisiana. Louisiana. With an R. Bossier. B-O-S-S-I-E-R. No. Hmm. How can he be found in a punctured waterbed? Like, no, I assume he really was probably leaky. stabbing her and then <clears throat> stabbed it in the waterbed, too. They leak, though. Yes. So, okay. Well, I mean, if it was on the first floor, it just probably just flooded the first floor. Hmm. <clears throat> they have a lot of water in them. They do. Like, a lot of water. I want to try one again. I don't no. want to have one. No, no. But I want to get on one. Okay. Where can I Fair get enough. on one? Who, who has a waterbed? And hey, can are I... there any 70s porn stars May... around mm-hmm. here that I can just check out your bed, but you don't be in the house? I don't want you near your bed. Also, I will make sure that I bring my own sheets and put it on the waterbed uh, so that you don't have to touch it. 
Um, my parents had a waterbed for uh, a king size waterbed for the longest time. My parents had a waterbed too. Can you imagine? I cannot. And they lived in Canada. Yeah. So that's cold. It was cold. That's cold. At least ours was in San Antonio. Um, yeah. But I don't like. I don't understand how that was supposed to be like a comfortable. It was like therapeutic. How? People were like, "Oh yeah, if you have back pain, you can have back pain on a waterbed." Yes, you can. Because then your back's not like, you're not really aligning it on anything. Exactly. You're you're just fluid. You're, you are the ocean. No, I would absolutely get off and I'd be in pain. Because I need something rock hard to be like, pop my back into place. See? I love a firm bed. I haven't been allowed to sleep on a, a nice soft bed for a long time. Because that bed up there is firm. And I like that. Oh, you want a soft bed? I want, I'm ready to have a new mattress. No, my um, my bed is is pretty firm, and then my couch, like rock hard, and I love it. I will fully just lay on it like it's a coffin, be like ah, just like that. Good. And I hum a little bit. Preparing. Yes. For the bank of souls. Yes. The dark hold. You know what that is. Anyways, um, so Rogers was arrested in Waco, Kentucky. Uh, but not in, not after a, a little bit of drama. Uh, he went on a 13-mile chase uh, on November 13th of 1995. Kentucky State de- uh, Police Detective uh, noticed Cribs' stolen car and chased him, uh, followed by a rookie Irvine, Kentucky police officer. Uh, so while uh, so this was all happening while a uh, state trooper and other officers set up a roadblock to stop Rogers. The uh, state trooper fired a shotgun blast and hit the rear tires, but that didn't stop Rogers. Uh, and so then the trooper joined in the pursuit. Well, uh, then the a sergeant uh, who was formerly served, uh, who formerly served with the Florida Highway Patrol, rammed his patrol car into Cribs's stolen car and spun Rogers off the highway into a ditch. Then all of the officers then surrounded Rogers and then arrested him. Rogers' chase was uh, and arrest were filmed by a local TV news crew who were uh, live on the scene. So Rogers was arrested and uh, put to death on Valentine's Day. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Rogers was scheduled to be put to death on Valentine's Day of 1999 in Florida, but he immediately appealed to the Florida Supreme Court, claiming that the Senate, Senate, the state had not presented enough evidence to support the charges. Rogers also argued that the trial court uh, should have granted the defense's motions for a mistrial because a witness was allowed to testify about a misdemeanor for which Rogers was convicted in California, not in Florida. He also claimed the prosecution was allowed to present an improper argument during closing arguments. His appeal was delayed until March of 2001 and was ultimately denied. In April of 2005, Rogers filed another appeal and was denied in 2011. That was his final appeal. He's still on death row, death row to this day. Uh, in a 2012 documentary, so all of this is associated because some of these things happened in California, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Florida. Well, California, let's go ahead and back up a little bit. There's a 2012 documentary called My Brother the Serial Killer that examined Rogers' crimes and included claims that Roger actually killed Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman in 1994. <laughs> what? According to Rogers' brother Clay, Rogers claimed that before the murders, he had met Brown and was 
quote, going to take her down. During a lengthy correspondence that began in 2009 between Rogers and the criminal profile Anthony Mayolas, uh, Rogers wrote and created <clears throat> paintings about his involvement with the murders. During a prison meeting between the two, Rogers claimed that he was hired by O.J. Simpson to break into Nicole Brown Simpson's house and steal some expensive jewelry, and that Simpson had told him, quote, you may have to kill the bitch. In a filmed interview, Glenn's brother Clay asserts that his brother actually confessed uh, his involvement to the family. Rogers' family stated that he had informed them that he had been working for Nicole in 1994 and that he had made verbal threats about her to them. Rogers later spoke to a criminal profile about the Goldman Simpson murders, uh, providing details about the crime and remarking that he had been hired by O.J. Simpson to steal a, peer, a pair of earrings and potentially murder Nicole. So, supposedly he was involved in the crimes somehow, but no... There's no follow-up to that. Like, there's no other information on that for me. Mm. Like, what? Then this came out in 2012, and this man is still alive, from what I understand. I have not gotten any information that he was officially put to death, so. That just sounds a little far-fetched. I mean, it sounds like he's trying to get his uh, life, like, not actually be put to death and whatnot. Because then if he's like, maybe he is connected to the murder somehow, then it's like. Yeah keep him alive and find out but also at the same time that was closed a long time ago <laughs> i mean i know it can always closed, be reopened but, but not with a conclusion a con correct yes huh another conspiracy <laughs> that's such a touchy that is a very topic touchy topic touch top touchy yeah nothing like anything on my list so. oh not a single bit not a touchy topic agartha loads of people who? Uh, who? Who? <laughs> Are you ready to talk about it? Yes. Okay. Are you going to go pee first? No, I don't have to. Should I? You're going to get up in the middle of my topic. The, uh, <laughs> do you want me to? I'm just telling you that you will. I'm, I, why will I? Because I'm going to get another one of these? I'm not even halfway done with mine. I'm, I'm like a quarter, make noise. three quarters of the three, way Okay, me too. Okay. You make good enough. My husband making chocolate. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> conspiracy theory iceberg zero mm -hmm. tier zero. We are at the bottom. We, we finally made it through. Way, we can see past the iceberg into the murky ocean bottom below. We started this back in almost November. Yeah, I know. Wait. November, October, December, January, February, March. Why are you counting backward like that? April. November, December, January. Oh. You counted October. November, October, September, December. Why are you, why are you going backwards like that? <laughs> November, December, January, February, March, April, and now May. Seven, Half a year. Seven months, yeah. I've been talking about this shit. Yeah. Are you tired of conspiracy theory? I also love that you I did am. it because I like talked about a couple of conspiracy theories and you were like, you know what? I'm just going to get them all out of the way. Like every single one. <laughs> just got to get him to shut the fuck up. Every, like I don't need Chris believing any more of this shit. So I'm going to research every single fucking one of them and tell him the absolute worst one. So he knows that he's fucking batshit insane. <laughs> yep. How's it going for you? Well, I feel like they've added. Yeah. A lot. 
that weren't here. Who is that? Oh, Lord. Kennedy. Oh, a lot going on. Ooh. He'll start howling. He will. He will. Yeah, I'm frustrated. I'm... Anyways, we're on tier zero. Uh-huh. Are you ready to end this junction, this chapter of yeah, your life? Yeah, because then we can actually get to, like, topics, like, long topics. <laughs> and... I won't have to do like, oh, here's this like two pages that I've got. So Spencer has an hour to talk about conspiracy You still theories. spend an hour on your fucking two pages. I was only on that for 20 minutes. <laughs> Shut up. No, let me go look. It was Because it's 51, so it's been 30 minutes. No, you said 30 minutes. Stop. Yeah, no, I rounded up. Okay. <laughs> one plus one plus one plus one, three. Four. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> um, have you ever heard about a bank of souls? No. So, Bank of Souls is a concept that originated from Jewish mysticism, but has been adapted to several religious theories. So, basically, <clears throat> there's only the, a certain finite amount of human souls that can ever exist in human history at one time, or at all. Like, in general, there's some people that say at one time, and there's some people that say for the entirety of existence. So you think that there's some of us that are sharing souls? No. Oh. This, so either there have always been 8 billion souls and some of them are just not in use. Mm. Or over the period of our existence, human consciousness, there's been like 200 billion souls. And they say that what, like 108 billion people are dead. There's 8 billion people now, so we've got, like, 45 billion. billion people. Your math is just astonishing. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so there's this a certain amount of souls that once we reach this amount of souls, there just won't be any left. So humans just won't be... Or... Oh. Where, where do you think it's going? So human existence will just stop. No. We will become soulless creatures. There, are, That's the belief that there are soulless people out there. People mm. that have no souls. Um, there, Well, there are some people believe that once that happens, that um, the tree that houses the bank of souls will just be like, oh, shit, it's apocalypse time, everybody. Well, we got to kill some people. Or there'll be people born that are soulless or like... Um, Everybody kept saying NPCs. You know what an NPC is. Yes. Non-playable <laughs> character. Um, so these soulless people are put on Earth and the, the tree's like, you know what? Gotta see if this soul is worthwhile. Let's put some soulless people on the Earth and send them through. So the tree the is gonna start people. like choosing like who gets a soul and who doesn't? Because it's running out? No, the tree has already been like, we're out of souls. I gotta send some soulless people down there. But to test the souls that are there to see their if they're worthwhile and like if they get to ascend the plane of existence, whenever the tree is done, the bank souls is just like, okay, that's the end of time. Nirvana or something. Hmm. Um Turn on the light. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> the soulless Scatter. soulless people are like here to be like to test faith test people for certain things to just be like people with like mind numbing opinions like 
Oh yeah, well. <laughs> oh yeah, well, that's fake news. Soulless mm. person. They're testing us. Yeah. And so half America fell for it and they don't deserve their souls. How do we know that they had them to begin with? They could be the soulless people that are here to test us. Donald Trump is soulless. Um, yeah, basically that's it. For the well, that's soul. tier zero. Oh, <laughs> for one, for one topic. <laughs> and I, oh, oh, incorruptible saints. Okay. Um, so there's a phenomenon out there that specifically in the Roman Catholic church that, uh, people have been found throughout history whose bodies have been completely untouched by decomposition mummies throughout the fourteenth and sixteenth century. So when they un when they exhume the bodies that have been buried, they find that they've just it looks as if the person's just been sleeping, like um, a mummy. Yeah, but like more um, skin, mm. lots of skin, like a mammoth. Yeah, frozen. In the glacier. Like, just essentially frozen in time, people. Mm. Um, and uh, it's a rule in, uh, in Orthodox uh, Roman Catholicism that uh, says that a bishop has to show up and affirm the body is, in fact, incorruptible. Um, and there's all these incorruptible saints that have been placed underneath altars of churches. Uh, and it is known or believe that God has shown favor on the person and hopefully the favor will also apply to the church. Um, I mean, basically it's just saying like they have all of these souls that, I mean, people, bodies that are just... Buried under their, under churches? Yeah, but they are completely undecomposed. Like they're basically sleeping like a vampire kind of thing. Undead. I don't like that. Well, that's true. Also, so. I don't think it's possible, but... <laughs> How have you ever seen... Oh, my God. I'm sure most of the Catholic Church hasn't either. Well... I've seen a lot of boys' holes, I'm sure. i got to pay the troll toll. But troll toll. toll? I mean, I don't think they really do. I think they just do. No. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Gap of the Gods. Um, so, Gap of the Gods... It never existed. So you remember Gap of the Gods? I feel like we talked about that. We did. It's basically yep. filling anything that you can't explain with science with God. So saying like, we don't know why nanoparticles yeah, behave or do way. this. So God. basically, yeah, God. God. Why so, did all of our bodies become such fine-tuned networks? God. God. Um, so, this, so this boils down to... Um, uh, Frederick Nietzsche teaching that says that um, whenever uh, he talks about a priest uh, that says that whenever there's a gap in human understanding Christians specifically fill it with God and that's just where God comes from so according to Nietzsche God isn't real so whenever people say that there is a God it's just because humanity can't explain something and God makes for a good scapegoat mm -hmm. uh, blame him for that <laughs> yeah sunrising yeah God. <laughs> he did that. Um, so the other place of the phrase might come from a person named Henry Drummond, who was an evangelist. Um, and he accused the idea of the God of the Gaps as being a lazy write-off for misunderstanding or, or understanding everything. Mm -hmm. 
Drummond said that Christians constantly have these gaps in their knowledge that they choose to fill with a God, and that is the wrong way of going about it, because God is either everything or nothing. So he's saying, if you attribute to this to science, then you're essentially just, you can't have a God. You can't have mm -hmm. a God that doesn't do everything, and then say, oh, he does this. So it's not like what my biology professor first said to us whenever she was teaching us evolution. She was like, and the fact that she had to say it at A&M was also even more hilarious to me. She's like, I'm going to be teaching you evolution, and if you believe that science and religion can't coexist, then you're stupid. Well, apparently this man <laughs> believes that. No, he doesn't. He says that they can't coexist. No, that's what that's I'm saying. What she said. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So if you want, you got to either have religion or science. You can't have both, which I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, he's saying that there's all these... God can't just be this spontaneous miracle work, work, worker who's just like, you know what? You don't know what's going on here. That's me. He also ain't got that time or that power. There's 7 billion people on this planet and also all sorts of different creatures. He ain't got time to deal with that. Well, it's also, I mean, like after somebody figures it out, somebody was like, it's God the whole time. And then somebody's what like. What a Jesus. No, actually it's because but 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 Buddha Buddha? Yeah. Do people just change their outlook? Or do you just continue to slide down the slope? You know? uh, my outlook is on my phone all the time. I just get emails. Well. But I'm... I don't like that one. <laughs> Anyways. Stupid. <laughs> Oil and resources from humans. Um, this is a rather depressing thought that perhaps some of the oil that we use for whatever could be humans. Because... I mean, crude oil takes a really long time to to form, and humans have been around for a while, and it's not a secret that humans go through methogenesis, where the body produces methane, which is a, is definitely a fuel. Um, so the theory goes that perhaps the methane gas that people will sometimes, or natural gas that people use to heat their homes is not dinosaur fuel, but it could be humans one of the humans that died a long time ago huh. there's and there's other people that are just like little human pool the of gas big big government or big uh business is like just taking people and they're like we'll just squeeze them a lot and they turn into oil you did talk about the human farms in afghanistan yeah <laughs> turning them turning them into a methane gas Full circle. <laughs> uh, feelings auto-suppression uh, relates to a sort of global desensitization that's taken place over the last forever. <laughs> um, and so, you know, when what scared you as a kid? Tornadoes. Like a movie. Oh. Um, Twister. <laughs> um, Jurassic Park, honestly. Yeah. Um, Are you still afraid of pictures of the dinosaurs? Sometimes. But no. But not really. No. So it's like, insert mass shooting event oh, yeah. here. I see that all over Twitter after, I mean, there was a new mass shooting that happened last weekend. Yeah. And it literally just scrolled and I was like, well, 13 people are dead or however many died. I mean, what was the first one for us? The Columbine. No, that was. I wasn't really even cognizant for that. I'd Sandy Hook. 9-11. 9-11, yeah, but that was 
not I mean, quite not a shooting, shooting yeah. but a, 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 a life-changing event terrorist attack. Yeah. Sandy Hook was the first time that I realized, like, really, like, realized mass shootings. Um, but I think the one that, like, got me the most was Pulse. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's, like, seeing these things happen so much and nothing changes about it, it's like, well, I'm. it's just part of our daily lives now, essentially. Yeah. So this, it, it, it um... It, it's causing people to feel less empathy for generations younger than them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this like constant stream of negativity has caused the worldwide auto suppression of negative emotions so that not, it's not, people are finding it very difficult to not only show apathy, but any emotion for other people and just like massive swells of depression and mental illnesses and, I mean, I don't think that that is a... That doesn't sound far-fetched. <laughs> that conspiracy. sounds like it's actually happening. <laughs> but it's just saying that that happens. Oh. And each it... generation that goes on from here on out is going to have less empathy for other people. It do be like infinitum. that. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Ciao. Um, porn stars are leeching your energy. Oh, natural is conclusion that what they're doing to me? Of se- several things that we've talked about. Um, so you remember the, like, the demonic or spiritual uh, entities that want to steal your life force? Yeah. So there's that. And then there's another concept of erotic energy. Yeah, you tell me that. That people exude all the time. And so this one uh, is saying that... <laughs> All of those things are coming down, like spiraling to a center of the porn star being like a demon that leeches your energy through a screen um, and steals thousands, if not millions of uh, people's energies over decades. And Man, they must uh, be making a killing literally out of uh, OnlyFans. Yeah. Because now everyone's a porn star. All that energy's got to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's them stealing it back. Ooh. OnlyFans is actually a take it back movement. Yeah. They're taking it back from the porn stars. Put on by the lizard people. Uh-huh. The lizard people are cre- who are, they came out from Agartha to create porn stars. No, create OnlyFans. They are the porn stars. They- <laughs> lizard porn. Everyone who has OnlyFans, you are a lizard person. You're from Agartha, aren't you? I don't make the rules. I just tell the stories. We just look and we we're looking, criticizing, critically looking at these different things. Analyzing. Mm, I'm an analysis. I am analyzing it. Well, that's you. Oh. Virus twenty three. <laughs> oh no. Um, is kind of a predecessor to things like the despair code that you remember, mm. uh, or the um, what is it? It's not, I didn't put it right at the top, did I? The flying clown gliders. Do you remember? Yeah, that was a virus. Yeah. So, um, it's essentially the same thing, but it's like a self-replicating mental contagion um, that could either be a string of words or a consciousness that all, all people can understand if you remember before. 
there was that thing of like when people start to discover how to invent airplanes and learn how to fly mm. like in a, in the United States somebody does it in in China like a couple weeks later and like how did they do it at the same time um this is saying it's like a disease that's spread around and so technology is the disease technological advancement no. knowing these things at the same time yes oh. yes a shared consciousness um and yeah, so it, you don't even have to uh, hear something to transmit this virus or see something. It's just going, it's a mimetic entity that just like is hidden, but you can have it at all the time. So some people can have this virus and they have this virus, certain things happen in the world at the same time. Yeah. interesting i don't know <laughs> i love whatever you just kind of give up on some of the explanation because it doesn't I, make any sense I, I was listening to like an uh, episode that was like two weeks ago and you were like starting to explain something and i was like what and you're like okay hold on and you like started to explain it again and you're just like anyway and then just moved because yeah. <laughs> i mean it's like a disease it's it's saying it's a disease that- yeah you can have without knowing that you have it and transmit it to other people and it does something. And then somehow down the line. Depression. Yeah. Well, everyone's got that. <laughs> Pancreas denial. Me? <laughs> so according to this theory, your pancreas is actually your third chakra that is used to filter out negative energy. I am the negative energy. Supposedly the powers that be know that the power of the pancreas is, is is important and they don't want the common person to have access to the pancreas's true capabilities to store like negative energy in our food. Like people have stored negative energy in our food, in our media, and other nefarious means. Of, and so and the this, pancreas filters it out? Yeah. Well, that and, must be why my pancreas is always trying to give up on me. Well, if you've ever heard of somebody getting their pancreas removed, it's because their filter was too clogged with all of the negative energy in the world. Okay. You have absorbed too much negative I energy. I had a pancreatic cyst. I absorbed too much, and my body was trying to die because of it. Yeah. How crazy. That is <laughs> random. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it doesn't say what happens after you. What because they're saying that whoever did have their pancreas removed, it's just like they can't filter negative energy anymore. No, they die. You can't have your pancreas removed. You have yours removed. No, that's not possible. You don't have one. You don't have a pancreas. <laughs> so how are you filtering your negative energy? Uh, you're not. You're just. A, you're I just, absorbing it. Uh, all, I becoming more and more negative. I am becoming just the center of negative energy in the world and i believe that have you, did you see that photo with that black hole recently that was just a picture of you yeah that's what i'm saying it kind of looked like my face a little fuzzy round yeah. but oddly like shaped misshapen misshapen yeah red very red R- splotchy though. splotchy very splotchy red, splotchy red splotchy fuzzy and misshapen um <laughs> yes pattern manipulation uh, <coughs> so, mm, oh boy, you remember D patterning? I mean, I remember you talking about. It. I don't remember what it was. 
Okay, so there's... Okay. Was this one that you maybe stopped describing? Yeah. <laughs> so, de-patterning is... Um... So, okay, so I tell you about Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh shit, he's crazy. Mm-hmm. But instead, if I tell you about Neanderthals... Homo Neanderthalus uh, was very present in South America uh, up until the time of, uh, you know, the the great extinction event. And but some Neanderthals did survive in uh, caves in Chile. Mm-hmm. And hey, Google, turn on the lights. All these these Neanderthals survived in this cave, and then they just decided to um, kind of integrate with Homo sapiens. Uh, and then some of them didn't, though, and they stayed in that cave. And they did find a way after Homo sapiens started to threaten them, and they, they moved up north, North America. And anyways, there's one in my backyard. Mm-hmm. And... Their name is such and such. And they look like Bigfoot. And it is Bigfoot. It's me. Yeah, it is you. <laughs> but it's like... You were just describing me. It's fine. Working off of people's established patterns to lead them to a uh, uh, realization or recognition of... Something real. Something that you're trying to lead them to. Mm, something that you want them to believe. Yes. Okay. And that sounds like a uh, brainwashing. MLM. Brainwashing MLM, yeah. yeah. Both are true. Yeah, I know. Uh, Ascension Blacklist. Uh, so you remember how I said that the Bank of Souls has so many souls. Mm-hmm. And um, when we do get to ascend to whatever happens afterwards. We're going to the bank. Going to the bank, but then what happens after the bank? After we wait in line with our little pen that's attached to a, a chain, um, there is a list created by other souls of like blacklisted people. So there's higher souls. up souls that are deciding who's. Yeah, so the secret societies like Illuminati and other shadow organizations, governments, or whatever. Um, have created this list of which souls will be allowed into eternity. Um, and they're using those um, soulless people to kind of test which souls are worthy to get into eternity. It's, I mean, it's a, just a, a, little a little level step. on top yeah. of the bank of souls um, that there's a secret organization of souls that are trying to <laughs> prove worthiness. I love that. And I love that it's a, um, like, tangible organization. Like, a, I'm sorry, a... Uh, physical. Physical. There you go. Physical entity. Our realm of existence. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, that is deciding that. And not, like, some soul power. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, that I mean, that would go back to the idea of basically that there's a higher power. And whether or not that higher power is a f- physical being or a spiritual being. But this is saying that it's not even that. It's like a middle manager. 
Yes, yeah. There's like the tree of the owner of the Bank of Souls, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Here are these people on Earth, accounting. yeah, who decides who gets the loan? Yeah, the bank." Mm-hmm. Oikiosis. Um, so, oh, oh my god. Oh, oh. Finish it up, bitch. For fuck's sake. Uh, oikiosis. I offered to get you in a long time ago. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. According to the internet, oikiosis is pronounced oikiosis, but it is also spelled O I K I O S I S. So. Perhaps. Um, so stoicism, uh, is the philosophy of there being a, a perfection of the human soul, um, and that life is a test of the soul to figure out if one is worthy for the afterlife. Uh, and most religions, uh, shit. Is this a, like a step on top of... No. Most religions are like, yeah, you have some form of stoicism to say whether or not uh, somebody is is worthy of getting into heaven or insert afterlife. Yeah. Um, So oikiosis... most religions have a form of heaven. Yes. Oh, shit. That's good. Uh, Oikiosis is different because it's not judging of your soul but it's judging of your uh relationship to other people's souls so how like i guess that would become like good deeds versus bad deeds to other people Mm -hmm. how how you made other people feel yeah so i mean it's your relationship with other people um man a lot of people hate me it's not a concept of like individualism but the greater society yes so are you are you uh making steps forward for humanity's perfection instead of your individual perfection Hmm. um i feel like i know a lot of christians that are not going to be doing too well about no Uh, just saying they the reason why it's so far down on this iceberg is because of a uh a german philosopher 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 known as dizan um, who said that humanity was falling apart because of increased isolation and that humans over the years have become more and more self-centered and self-interested and it had caused the very fabric of their souls to fall apart because they're no longer performing acts of goodness or charities with others because they're so much more invested in their own devices and applications. Mm-hmm. I can believe that, actually. <laughs> and that's what he is. Yeah. But I, I think that there are plenty of people who are a part of devout religions that believe that because they can... I think a level of evangelicalism gave people the the idea that I can be as bad, as terrible of a human being as I want to throughout the entire week. But as soon as I go to church and put some money in an offering plate and pray, suddenly my entire week is perfectly fine. So after being a bitch to some person, uh, some retail worker, and then, you know, giving someone a $0 tip at the restaurant and, you know, yelling at some child uh, for being gay or something like that, I can go in and say, oh, all is forgiven. I love all of God's children on Sunday. And suddenly life is fine. Like, that's not how that works. So I kind of like this idea that's like, no, you made all those people all throughout your week feel real bad so 
nothing's forgiven. Yeah. So you need to do some good deeds to make all I mean, of those people feel good a again. A karma system. Yes, exactly. I prefer Which... that much more than everything's forgiven. Mm-hmm. God loves all his children. Forced soul removal um, is the idea. I mean, so we're all born with a soul in this one. Uh, Man, forced holes. Forced soul. Forced, forced souls. soul removal. Forced souls. Yeah, they just take the whole thing. Forced, forced holes. Mm-hmm. Fours holes. Four fours holes. Four. <laughs> There's three. That is three. Uh, so your soul is, you're born with it, but it can be taken from you. Maybe it's Maybelline. And not only through occult rituals. Come on, that was funny. You've interrupted my important monologue. Mm, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> so occult rituals, of course, can steal your soul. Like, ooh, you've done a seance. Ooh. Part of your soul's gone. Um, but also it can come from traumatic events um, or just simple disbelief that you have a soul in general. Um, and it can whittle your soul away. And over time, um, the individual is open to attacks where negative spirits can come in and try to fill the place that they've left open within their soul. So you lose your soul and so then other souls are forced into your hole. I mean, forced into so- your soul. Yes. So, like, they're saying, like, ghosts and shit. Uh-huh. Like, that's part of someone's soul that they experienced a tragic event there, and their part of their soul is there still. Mm-hmm. And if you have missing parts of your soul and you go there, that part is going to try to go into your soul. But they've... I've seen plenty of ghost shows where they talk about ghosts latching onto people from, like, they go to haunted places. That's why I will never go with you to a haunted place, because I think that I have missing parts of my soul... So, <laughs> Hole. <laughs> Missing parts my of hole. my hole. Uh, and I think that a ghost will latch onto me like that. And then I'll take it home and it's going to haunt me and I'm going to be scared and I don't like it. I have a very full soul, so I don't know. Mm, must be nice. That it's a very filled. A full filled soul. soul. Full soul. <laughs> uh, real humans died millennia ago. Uh, saying that we exist, but... Perhaps not in the highest form. Maybe it's when Zealandia sank. That's a suggestion. So oh. you know, you'll hear thing about you'll hear things about pyramids or like Atlantis, um, and they had like super geniuses who built all of these things, and uh, technology just increased over centuries, and in uh, human thought uh, was able to recognize these magnificent uh, feats and. There's old. They were into feet. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and then elves. <laughs> so, so we've we've decreased our. We're not as at high of a level anymore, um, because we're not real humans anymore, and that's when these times of like reptilians or uh, elves or mermaids could just be a form of humanity that ran at a higher function. And we don't do it anymore. So we're just like, oh, that's just a fantasy. That's a, a fantastic thought. A fantasy. Yeah. Because it's underwater now. Mariah Carey. I'm just full of jokes today. Come on. Man, not a lot of them are landing. Yeah, they're not. Because you're not laughing at them. So laugh at them and they'll be better. Because I'm feeling very serious. Mm. You're just trying to make fun of all of my conspiracy theories. That's what I've done for seven months now. (laughs) 
Whatever. <laughs> uh, <coughs> that's what I get. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, mm. Hiring a hitman on yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Hold up. I'm listening. Less of a concept uh, and more of a thought concept than anything else, but it's just really far down on here and it's kind of weirdly placed but it's saying that lots of religions they're like if you commit suicide that's the ultimate sin you're not getting so so if you get someone else to kill you is that not just assisted suicide so is it the chicken or the egg Mm. is the is the act worse than the thought which one is which because if you already thought about killing yourself and you hired someone to kill you, you already have you are, you attempted have suicide in your mind. You've a suicided yourself by someone else's hand. Mm-hmm. But is it okay? Is that is that more okay than if you just did it yourself? I don't know. Thought provoking. I think that's worse. To have someone else kill you. Somebody. That's true, because then they're they're now in troubles. Yeah. <laughs> they're in troubles. <laughs> uh, Roman Empire still rules the world. I've heard this one before. Yeah. So this guy <laughs> said that um, Rome never fell. Rome never fell, or it, when it did, it, the empire never collapsed because several of the senators just went into hiding and they became the foundation for modern new world orders or secret societies um or lizard people mm-hmm. um, maybe they were lizard people all along that's why they had such a great empire but then scary people that knew how to kill lizards came around and exactly. they pushed them into hiding okay um so they they created these vast um Systems, but they didn't maintain a population or space because they didn't want to have their influence obvious. Um, there's a book written about it called The Descent uh, that talks about how the Roman Empire went in the caverns of the hollow earth and exists as a quite literal underbelly of the world's government at large. And if you want to, I mean, when they disappeared, the Vatican didn't really go, and the Catholic Church didn't really go, and then they got, like, really popular. So if you wanted to do that, you could also do that. That the Roman Empire exists via the church. So basically Christianity became the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire became Christianity. Yeah, sorry, this one meant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fractalization. You're already bad at math. You're not good at fractions either. These are fractals. Oh, sorry. It's fractions. You fucking moron. (laughs) So, anyone who's done drugs that I don't understand, LSD, DMT, things like that, they say that when they're experiencing... Huh? What the fuck is DMT? It's like a... When you die, bath salts. Oh no! When you die, it's like a it's a chemical that's like stored in your body. Oh yeah, I think you've talked. And about And then before. when you die, it releases a lot, and that's how people have their like euphoria, seeing God moment. Yeah, or like flashback moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so people say, people take DMT. 
How do, so they take it out of people's bodies? It's. I mean, it's a chemical. It's a drug, you yeah. can synth- synthesize it. Synthesize it. Synthesize it. Um, so people will say that when they're high on it, they begin to see the world as sort of like a plane of fractals. So like, I think kaleidoscope. Mm, the multiverse. They see geometric patterns that separate the world into shapes. Um, and they refer to these fractals as different realities. Mm. Uh, or like pulling back from all the realities to where there's like a hyper reality. To where they are in the middle and they look out upon all of these different realities in all kinds of directions. Drugs really make you um, change, see change, shit. See, see shit and change the way that you, you view the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it makes sense for people to be like, well, the world's different than what we see it because it it's free. these drugs are freeing our mind to see these other things, you know? Well, I mean, that's on here that, all the time. Yes, with this, we've gone through it They were like, meth times. is a super drug. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the idea of that makes sense from someone who does not take meth to, for a meth user to say the world is different. Yeah. It's like, yes, to you, because you are literally causing your brain to not see the world the way that everyone else does. So. Yeah. But at the same time, how do you know that they see the same as you? Well, I think this one is just, like, interesting because, I mean, it plays off a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Say it plays off of uh, multiple universes, different realities, being able to, like, jump from one reality to the next. Um, I don't remember exactly what that was called. Um inside out earth hmm. we're in the center all of the realities are all around us i think it's fun it is fun yeah i'm surprised you're not scared by that i mean i don't it like doesn't it exist. <laughs> i don't like it but that, i'm just banking on the bank of souls <laughs> yeah you wanted to run out or you are thinking that like i'm just waiting for the ascendance oh okay that's my new religion i, I am part of the ascendance yeah <laughs> The we believe Illuminati in the bank of souls. Is not blacklisted me <laughs> to get through the higher plane of existence. Not that you know of. Uh, Paleolithic deep state. Oh boy, um, the deep state. We talked about Neanderthals. Do you think there's dinosaurs? No. You about to tell me the dinosaurs are walking among us? No. Neanderthals were also alive in the Paleolithic era. And this one says that they went underground. Um, and they began the structures of world governments and societies. Uh, and we, uh, they wouldn't still be in the state that we know them of in historical record if Homo sapiens adapted then. The Neanderthal would have adapted, but they would have not disappeared. I don't know. There's so you think that, that Neanderthals control us? Yeah, from the underground. So they're the lizard people. Yeah. And they're somehow smarter than us. Mm-hmm. Huh. Have you seen their drawings? I'm looking at one right now. They are... Horse's face, some weird uh, thing, and then a horse's butt. Yeah. Some weird thing. I mean, there's some crazy creatures. I don't know what the fuck that is. They just be down in those caves. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fucking mammoth. So these ones, well... Some of these ones, the next couple ones are nice-ish. 
Can you imagine just battling a saber-toothed tiger? Uh, absolutely. I, I like, what is man. this man? Battle that monster. That's a pregnant woman. It's a fully... Yeah. <laughs> so, depression overriding, of course, seems simple, but it's the spiritual implications that put this on this level. So, say you're depressed or angry or sad or negative emotion, you find a way to manage it within your head. And yes, I've done all of those things. Flip it around into a positive emotion. That's what I do. That's kind of really... Um, amazing yeah that you can have that negative emotion and then just decide to change it into a positive emotion i just use spiritual flip on your head i use just use myself deprecating uh humor all the things that i want to say negative about myself i just make it a joke and everyone laughs and it's all fine so you've created energy uh yeah (laughs) energy is not created nor destroyed only transfer. Well, so I'm transferring negative energy to positive. Yeah. That's a feat. I'm using signs. That's a feat. You talk about feet a lot on this podcast. You have something to say? No. F-E-A-T. Oh. Feature. You got a feet fetish. fetish. F-E-A-T. I have a feature fetish. <laughs> I love features. I love some good features. Uh, encorings. Uh, referring to absolutes that exist in human culture um like statue statues burial sites weaponry religion language um are all puzzle pieces for for us to figure out the greater truth and we just don't all have the puzzles we don't all have the puzzle pieces so all the puzzle pieces exist but some of us aren't using some of them to like the stonehenge stonehenge plus the pyramids plus angor wat plus all of all these things and if we would all just talk about them the great wall of china maybe we could break this cycle and figure out the truth Hmm. but we don't talk to each other yeah we don't share our encorings because we're all different nations now yeah no don't do that what you're gonna do some weird shit anime shit i didn't do anything you're about to i (laughs) soy grand theory i feel like we've just just i've said it gets bigger are we talking about soy again but it's saying that soy the soy popular the soy soy Mm -hmm. soy soy have you said say soy again soy i think soy has already taken over the world yeah soyification of society so that it's not even reliant on soy and the cultural shift has made it so that there's permanent damage to the human population that can never be reversed. And we are all slaves to soy. See, if someone wanted to really make an argument like that, they should say rice. Rice is literally used by every single fucking culture across the world and still is. There's no estrogen in soy in rice. Oh my God. Golden rules of nature. So there's five basic golden rules of nature um, for something to survive within nature. It has to have balance, growth, connection, harmonization, and love. Um, Now, if you break it down, you have to be balanced in the way you you lived. You can't um, be one way or the other. It applies to plants and humans. You can't be 
too much of this and not enough of the opposite emotion. You can't be too. And plants have to feel that. Yeah. Plants can't be, can't too, be hot too... And too cold. Oh. Can't be too happy or too sad. Too sun and too dark. Whatever. Some plants. Um. Well, yeah, but they're not those ones that are too dark. If they get too much sun, they die. Oh, that's true. Um. can't be stagnant or for too long or you'll be dead they have to be connected to the world around you because isolation leads to death you also have to harmonize with the world around you because if you take too much or are too violent they will eventually come back on you and love is saying that there has to be passion or drive because depression is a killer so that there's this like slice of life knowledge on this part of the iceberg that means that there's only five rules to life about balancing and growing, becoming greater, connecting with others, harmonizing with your environment, and just loving. It's kind of funny that it's way down here, but it's a very um, I find that to poignant be kind of, lesson. I, I think it's uplifting. Yeah. I think that makes me feel a little good. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Some of I these like, are nice. I like a little bit of positivity way at the bottom of the dark depths of the iceberg. Hey, just look at these five things and life will be fine. We'll Aww. get even more uh, nice here. Oh, no. With God's ego death. Which doesn't so sound he like thought... it'll be a nice thing. Yeah. He... Okay. <laughs> but it is. It is. In, in, in different ways, if you think about it in the way that I'm going to explain it. So ego death, of course, is just like your ego is destroyed. So you're just like. You got too big for yourself and you lost everything. Yeah. Or if you think about the term of ego death, that like a, a hero's journey, like the ego death is destroying of one's opinion or perspective so that the person who had very hard set fundamental, fundamental beliefs had something change them. Um, but that, I mean, that's a typical ego death scenario, but some people in hardcore drug circles will call it <laughs> hardcore e- drug circles. We'll call an ego death like when they've had way too much and they just feel like their soul has left their body and they just feel empty inside. So if you combine the two, it's talking about how God separated himself from himself. Like God was the one perfect being, but he was alone and it was that's it. Or they were alone. That was There was nothing else. And so God was just... Like, I, I, All right, I'm out. I, I need something more. I need so to see became, something else. He became a human? No. Oh. He fractalized into t- thousands upon thousands of different things. Millions, trillions, billion, quadrillion. What's bigger? Millions, billions, trillions, billion. <laughs> so, Kid whatever. bigger. <laughs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> three. <laughs> Uh, so God stepped down from being a perfect form of existence um, so that they could uh, have give choice to people, to everything. So he became choice. Mm-hmm. Not in America. Oh! No, that's a choice yeah. to be like that. And that's what God wanted. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then God's last wish uh, is the commonality that's seen across every religion that the, that God created humanity in order to have a companion, but it's not exactly a companion because it, if it's just a clone of yourself, that's as perfect as you are. So God's last wish was the, he broke himself into these infinity amount of pieces in order to begin creation was in order to create free will for the one thing that God ruled as being better than divinity was the existence of choice. And again, in every, every religion, there's a core idea that humanity separated themselves from God because of a selfish choice. Um, and it's the concept that in the end, humanity exists as pieces of God who have done whatever they wanted to do with that free will. Uh, according to that, because we finally get to live our lives and we're part of God. God is us. God is in us. We are part of God. God. He's inside of me right now. Don't you feel it? Oh, not yet. <laughs> I think that this is a very nice thing. And you're trying to not make <laughs> oh, it. Oh, nice sorry. Thing. Okay. So he was lonely, so he wanted to be in all of us. Mm-hmm. He wanted to live all kinds of different lives. Mm-hmm. That's cute. <laughs> Good for him. Them. He ex- they them. destroyed their own absolute perfection of existence in order to give humanity a choice. Good. Okay. <laughs> uh, the last three are silly. There is no conspiracies refers to the idea that there is no objective truth that's being hidden from us. It's all kind of, it, I mean, we're way down here at the bottom and, and then the, the iceberg is like, yeah, Just all kidding. of these things are not true. That's <laughs> stupid. Y'all are all wrong. You fucking moron. There's no grand truth or secret of the universe being hidden from us just because someone else is hiding it. You, you just got to put it together. It's just reality. We live in reality. And anything that you can think of has an explanation. And you can't just say somebody else is hiding it from you. It's the feds. Finland. And then after that, all conspiracy theories are true. Saying that uh, one conspiracy <laughs> saying nothing is true. The other saying all of them are true. Yeah, because it's weird to have no conspiracy is real. And then all of them. I mean, all of these conspiracies are kind of interconnected in different ways. Mm-hmm. And... The ideas of a grand unified religious theory or conspiracy theory, if you paid attention, is is like all of these ideas that sound really similar to each other, but they just have a couple of different words. They're all Tiny lizard people. little different words. So it's mixed around so that every religion of esoteric nature, karma, chakra, spiritualism... You get back to the root source so that it's not referring to the idea that the earth is both round and flat and donut and hollow and inside out, but that all of these broad concepts of human nature are are like a tree. And so the roots lead us all the way up to the branches. And so there's pieces of truth in all of it. To, so everything, all of these branches of craziness that we just talked about are all part of the big tree of humanity yes oh my god and then the final understanding is saying that 
I mean, we've talked about a lot of stuff, but the final understanding just says that the... I mean, regardless of all of the things at the top or way down at the bottom, it's saying that your existence is tailor-made for you and you can believe the things that you want to believe and everything that's poised to you is poised specifically to you so that we live in our own reality and things kind of just happen around us but ultimately we get to make the decisions of whether or not something is true or false so basically you just talked about three different conspiracy theories that can shatter this iceberg you've got the ones that say none of them are true reality is just reality uh you got the second one that says all of them are true and all related to each other somehow. And the third is you get to decide which ones are true and what not. And you cannot force anyone else to believe in those same things. And all of these things come to you at the perfect time. For you and for only you to decide. Yes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, that's Lord. The conspiracy theory iceberg. We just went through seven months of this and you just told me that. Nothing's I get to true. No, everything's true, and you, you can, get to decide. You get to decide what's true. It's an infomercial. I've oh been doing my an gosh. Infos, infomercial for seven months. Seven months, and he's like, "But I gave you all the options. You can choose from any of the above. Call now." Exactly. <laughs> and if you sign up for our mailing list, <laughs> uh, you should uh, hit subscribe on our movie podcast. <laughs> oh man, we made it. We did it. We made it all the way. To Is the anyone home. else tired? <laughs> I'm thinking about starting another iceberg. Oh, no. Please, no. Serial killer iceberg. <laughs> okay. No. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I could dabble with that. Um, babble. Babble. Isn't that a thing? It's something. That's on the list. Babble? Conspiracy. Babble? Tower of Babel. Multiple languages. Oh, oh that that's what it other. is. Babel is a, a app for... Uh, Learning languages, kind of like also Duolingo. a historical um, relic. Okay, the Rosetta Stone. <sighs> got to read that. That's a scary one. I gotta go read that stone. That stone came out of nowhere. Georgia stones. Mm-hmm. Those are creepy too. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but we've talked about all those. Mm-hmm. Here on our Spoopy Podcast. That's rspoopypodcast.com. Rspoopypodcast on Instagram. Rspoopy on Twitter. And rspoop on Facebook. You can always send us an email at rspoopypodcast.com. Look, did you see how I went into that? That was pretty smooth, right? A segue. A nice a transition. I that, would also like that, to transition. That, that zition is trans? No, the lenses. Transitions. Tran, trans, your zitions are trans. I gotta get some of those dishes. Mm, mm-hmm. Anyways, they said trans rights. Are you <laughs> trans? Because that's part of the LGBT community. <laughs> and let's talk about gay stuff. Loves to talk about the LGBT. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about gay stuff. Is the premier destination for all of our community. Um, you want to learn about our history, our present, and our future? Check out let's talk about gay stuff.com. And you could listen to the podcast. And you could go to Talk Gay Stuff on Twitter or Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Facebook and Instagram. And sometimes Chris is there. Sometimes. Um, but <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I'm not busy. <laughs> busy. When are you ever busy? Busy single. 
No. Um, but we'd also like to thank our uh, sponsor, Economy Works. They are a freelance talent network that connects professionals with product work. If you're a company that needs help writing job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, or managers managing your social media platforms, Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the economy works. Find out more about Economy Works at economyworks.com that's e-c-o-n-o-m-i-w-o-r-k-s.com economy works Yum. wow thanks for uh thanks for three. hanging out with me for four years three yeah years. three years three four years three years we're about to start four years yeah thanks for thanks for sticking out here anyone is anyone listening to this (laughs) thanks for always being there void thank you all for listening and being there just nothingness that we record into and just send out into the ether actually i'd like to thank myself because i've been listening to the podcast lately i i think we're so funny i do too it's uh, we (laughs) really are funny (laughs) and when i'm 85 years old I'll listen to this and I'll say, wow. Chris died Chris 40 was, years ago. <laughs> Chris was a dumbass. <laughs> I'm so glad that he died in that car wreck. <laughs> Literally 40 years ago. But that's good. <laughs> the earth is better without him. <laughs> and I'll be 80, so you would have died at 40. Mm-hmm. And when I die, I want to know what it was like. Like when I died? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of screaming. Just for fun. But, you know... Um, Carly Rae Jepsen's Run Away With Me. Mm-hmm. The saxophone uh, solo at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's how I picture your screaming to be. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Yeah. That, and you'll hear that and you'll be like, wow. That was a great song. That's a great song. Good for him. I wonder what Carly Jepsen... Carly, Carly Jepsen. Carly Jepsen. Carly Jepsen Ray. Carly Ray Jepsen's favorite flavor of jam was... And then you can learn that. And then I'll go find out. Yeah, and then you'll be up in up in the ether, and then you'll look down and see me, like, in charge of people in hell and be like, hey, no. queen! Oh. You're part of Illuminati, deciding oh, which so souls I... get in and out. <laughs> and you'll be like, how did you get there? And you gave like, me a pass? Pills, baby! <laughs> Thanks, I guess. <laughs> I'm actually the one in charge somehow. <laughs> I am the king of uh, the b- bank souls. That tree that's got some babies inside. Mm-hmm. Lots, of, lots of babies. All babies. I have to deal with children in the afterlife. Oh lord! Yes, you going to hell. <laughs> oh lord! Oh lordy lord! But yeah, this we're wrapping up three years. Can you believe that? Can you believe? I can't. I could not, but I could not believe. That's a lot of stuff to talk about. We have talked about a lot of stuff 148 episodes for both of us and you in the past seven months repeated a topic 17 times we both repeated topics so i can't just put all the blame on you i've been i've repeated my own topic you repeated your own topic a week after yeah (laughs) That was a good At episode. least I waited a couple years 
between Guess what I'm going to do the start of next season. The Sauter family. They couldn't get out of the house. I need to know why. It's just a Christmas episode. And I just keep asking myself. How did they get out of the house? What happened to them? Where are they? Where are they now? Yeah. Hoping for a... a update when you die I'm you gonna will know. find out that's gonna be your first question you're like hey whoever what what happened everybody stop i need to know where's the solder family yeah <laughs> somebody get me ruth <laughs> where's ruth oh they meant ruth bader ginsburg for a second i'm like what is she gonna ruth do solder yeah ruth solder <laughs> but that's it yeah yeah well we're about to start season four that's crazy <laughs> that's crazy Let's do it. I hope that um, I hope that we still have fun. I have fun every week that I show up here. Don't you start I'm crying. Glad that you have fun. Don't. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Should we tell them to get through here with it?